Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke. Uh, I'm going to be reading verses 21 to 35, instead of uh, just a little more than 25 through 28. When eight days had passed, Jesus' parents circumcised him and gave him the name Jesus. This was the name given to him by the angel before he was conceived. When the time came for their ritual cleansing, in accordance with the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. It's written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male will be dedicated to the Lord. They offered a sacrifice in keeping with what's stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. A man named Simeon was in Jerusalem. He was righteous and devout. He eagerly anticipated the restoration of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. The Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Led by the Spirit, he went into the temple area. Meanwhile, Jesus' parents brought the child to the temple so that they could do what was customary under the law. Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He said, Now, Master, let your servant go in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared this salvation in the presence of all peoples. It's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for your people Israel. His father and mother were amazed by what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This boy is a sign to be the cause of the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that generates opposition so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your innermost being too. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. On this fourth Sunday of Advent, the theme that we read from the scripture and that I think of is waiting. Because it seems like we spend much of our time waiting. And really, indeed, if you look at the story of Simeon, that's what his life was about too. At whatever age he was, at whatever time he was in, God had promised to him that he would see this revelation that was coming, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, and so he was waiting. Of course, we ourselves know what it means to wait, don't we? Especially in this time of year. I listed a few. We wait at traffic lights when they're red. We wait for people to cross the street. We wait for commercials to end when we're watching television. Or maybe you're waiting for the next available technician to answer your phone call if you have a question. We wait for an appointment to begin at the doctor's office or the phone call to share the results from a test. We wait for children to be born for the line at the grocery store to move forward, for the plane to land, for the trip to end, for water to boil, we wait. And in our waiting, we anticipate what we're looking ahead to. Whether it's good or bad, we prepare. And in many cases, if it's something that we're wanting to have happen, we look ahead, don't we, to what we're waiting for. See, this morning's uh, story And the book of Luke is about someone who, in a sense, had become a professional waiter. Because God had made his mission waiting, hadn't he? 
Simeon was his name. He's found in the Gospel of Luke. No other Gospel lists him or talks about him. He's one of the two individuals that Luke uses as someone who indicates or who reveals to the people that are there who Jesus was. And so when we read the story, usually we read the story of Simeon and also the prophetess Anna as two people who came when Jesus was presented in the temple and who saw and who proclaimed to those who were gathered there what this infant meant. We know little about Simeon other than that. We don't know his genealogy. We don't know his profession. We don't know anything else from his life. We really don't even know his age. But what we do know is that he lived in Jerusalem and that he was filled with the Holy Spirit and that he had been told by the Holy Spirit that before he died, he would see the Messiah or the consolation of all of Israel. God had promised him, in fact, that that would be something that he would witness, he would experience before his death. That he would be able to have that dream or that that promise fulfilled that he would be the one or one of the ones who was to serve as the witness to the coming of the Messiah there in Israel. We don't know anything about the type of Messiah that Simeon was looking for. Luke doesn't say that he was searching for a Messiah with military might like we know that others were searching for in the New Testament. Luke doesn't really say what Simeon was looking for, but I think by his actions, we can see that Simeon was looking for the one that was to be born. That he was looking ahead for the one that God was to send as the one who was to come to earth to make all things right and new, to usher in the kingdom of God, to fulfill all the promises that had been made when the Messiah was to come. And so Simeon to us is simply a man that's searching. He's a man who's prepared. He's a man who is anticipating an experience that he'd been promised. But I think we also have to see and remember that Simeon was someone who believed. Simeon believed, not not a half-hearted kind of belief that we see and experience, but he believed. A full-fledged, cards are all on the table, no other option kind of belief that what he was going to see and what had been promised to him was going to happen. And that his waiting would not be in vain, but that his waiting would bear fruit. And so in his believing and in his waiting, whether that was for weeks or months or possibly even years, we don't know. But what we see is we see someone who is embracing a promise that has been made by God to him. Perhaps waking each day and in his morning prayers saying, Lord, is it today? Is it today that that I will see the Messiah? Is it today that my prayer will be answered? Is it today or shall I continue to wait faithfully to anticipate and to prepare For your entrance to this earth. You know, Simeon's story is so much like our own. Because we too know what it's like to wait. 
Perhaps our waiting is a little different, a little more short term, a little less uh, significant. I mean, I guess it's one thing to wait for the Son of God to come into earth, and it's another thing for me to wait for my Hot Pocket to come out of the microwave. I don't eat Hot Pockets, but it was a good example. Um, We don't even buy them. Anyway, uh, but you know, our waiting's a little more short term, so I don't know if it's fair for us to say that, that we wait like Simeon. But then maybe we do. Maybe we know what it's like to anticipate the birth of a child or the waiting that comes when you've had a test, a medical test, and you know that the results, if they're in one direction, are going to change your life in a way that you'd never imagined. See, we know what it is to wait. And so can we ourselves encapsulate this vision that Simeon held? As we look at our own world, our own situations, as we look at the things that discourage us, that cause us to think less of our fellow man, does that allow us to wait and place our hope in God as Simeon was able to? Or do we simply become blinded to the things that could be because of everything else, because of all the other stuff that fills our lives? Are we blind to to the entrance of God and and the, the coming of God's kingdom? Are we blind to the Christ in our midst? Or are we perhaps too intent on seeing a miraculous sign from God that we miss God's work in and around us, through us, and to the lives of others? See, maybe we look for something that It's going to be life-changing. Maybe we look and we wait for something that is to be miraculous. I mean, we read the Gospels and we see people who experienced Christ and experienced miraculous things. The shepherds saw the star. Others had angels come. Paul had Jesus or an angel appear before him on the road to Damascus. Others' lives have been healed. People have been... I mean, you can look through the Gospel. You can look through the New Testament letters. And we can read and see about what happened to people that experienced and encountered Christ. And then we read Simeon's story, whose task was simply to faithfully wait. To wait, to believe, to believe and to know that God's Spirit was going to reveal to him that which he had been promised. If you look in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verse 25, it says that Simeon was led by the Spirit to go to the temple that day. It says that Simeon was attentive and aware to God's presence in his life. And so he went. And there he witnessed Mary and Joseph, no doubt among other couples who had come that day for Mary to be purified by a gift, an offering or a sacrifice, and then for Jesus as the firstborn son to be dedicated to God, and then a sacrifice of two young doves was offered in his place. With the joy that comes from knowing, Simeon, for whatever reason, was able to look into the cloths that covered the baby Christ, and he was able to know. 
And he greeted Mary and Joseph. He took the infant Jesus in his arms. He said to the Lord, Now, Master, let your servant go in peace according to your word, because my eyes have seen your salvation. You prepared this salvation in the presence of all people. It's a light for revelation to the Gentiles and a glory for your people, Israel. And then he gave the child back to to the parent. The child packed to Mary and Joseph. And he told Mary, This boy is a sign to be the cause of failing and falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that generates opposition in the inner thoughts of many, will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your innermost being too. And then he went. In this declaration of who Jesus was, Simeon simply thanked God and blessed him, returned him to the parents, blessed Mary and told her what was going to happen. And then he went. And in doing so, he revealed two things. He revealed first that Jesus was the infant Christ, the Messiah who he had been anticipating, who he had been looking for, who he had been prepared to receive. And then he revealed that Mary was indeed the mother of God, something that she had not proclaimed, something that had not been announced, but by the Spirit, Simeon was able to tell her that her son was coming both to restore Israel, but also because of her son, her heart would be pierced. That was it. We don't know if Simeon went off and died, the reason for his waiting being fulfilled. Or maybe he went and and he told others of what he had seen and witnessed. But the one thing we do know is that he reveals to us who the infant Christ is. And that he is God coming down. Emmanuel, God with us, the Messiah. Sent to usher forth and to bring the kingdom of God to earth. There in the temple in Jerusalem. See, in Simeon's story, we can see what it means for us to wait. He didn't wait looking back, thinking what might have been, what could have been, what needed to happen. But he looked forward. And in his waiting, he made his waiting worship. As he anticipated. As he prepared. As he looked forward to what God was calling him to do. And to be. And to serve as a witness for See, in our waiting, we can learn to worship. We can learn to trust in God and to anticipate and prepare for that which God is doing in our waiting. We can make that a time to center ourselves on who God is and of how God wants us to live so that we're prepared, so that we don't miss the presence of God in our midst, so that we don't miss the Holy Spirit's work in and through our lives and in the lives of others. See, Simeon was able to turn waiting into a good thing. He was able to turn waiting into a worshipful thing. He was able to turn his waiting into a time of preparation, into a time of searching, into a time in which he was ready to proclaim the work of God on this earth. So I pray that as we enter the next couple days of Advent, that our waiting would be a time for us to prepare. It'd be a time for us to look ahead And then it might be a time in which we place our hope in the very one who's coming. Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, God with us.
the Son of God. Amen.